Now, reading from the Gospel according to Mark, selected verses, chapter 6, verse 30 through 34, and then verse 53 through 56. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him everything they had done and taught. Many people were coming and going, so there was no time to eat. He said to the apostles, Come by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. They departed in a boat by themselves for a deserted place. Many people saw them leaving and recognized them, so they ran ahead from all the cities and arrived before them. When Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. Continuing in verse 53. When Jesus and his disciples had crossed the lake, they landed at Genesaret, anchored the boat, and came ashore. People immediately recognized Jesus and ran around that whole region, bringing sick people on their mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, villages, cities, or farming communities, they would place the sick in the marketplace and beg him to allow them to touch even the hem of his clothing. Everyone who touched him was healed. Here ends the reading. May God grant us wisdom and courage for interpretation. 2021 has been a year, to say the least, of change and adjustment. We began with hopes of life returning to, quote, normal. But unfortunately, while we may be closer to normal in some ways, we're beginning to realize that life may never quite be exactly the same as it was before all of this stuff. The COVID-19 virus did not disappear in the winter of our discontent. An insurrection was experienced for the first time at the United States Capitol to force an election. Yes, in the United States of America, who would have thunk it? A new administration came along. They began doing their thing. An old administration changed hands, doing their thing. But no matter which way we turn, that seems to be met in our society these days with roadblock after roadblock because People seem to prefer the darkness of hate and prejudice. Mass shootings of women, Asians, blacks, whites, sisters, brothers, and parents has begun to be the norm once again after we quit locking ourselves away as much. And all across our country, it's happened, all these things in addition to the new weird stuff the old bad stuff is still with us. Is this to be the new normal? We're beginning to ask ourselves. And yet all along the church has been proclaiming a gospel of love and hope that despite all of this new bad stuff and all of the old bad stuff, God was and is still with us even in our darkest moments as well in the moments the light sneaks in. I know personally the hard work of many churches, their staffs and their laity, 
singing to bring, seeking to bring love and hope and life to all of God's children, members of their church family, but also people who were without a community during the pandemic. And if there was a bright spot among all of this darkness, for a brief time, it seemed to me for a while that lines of institutional denominations, cultures, classes, and and less often, but occasionally, even political leanings were ignored as faithful people attempted to try and bring love and hope to all during the lockdown months. By the way, when a person is sent by definition, did you realize they're an apostle? We'll come back to that. Many were apostles, though without even knowing during the pandemic, offering hope, almost sent by God to offer hope even in the smallest of ways and in the smallest of measures during these difficult times. Little did we know that one could be sent without leaving our own home. Thanks to the wonders of technology, we realize that can now happen. Places like Facebook, YouTube, Zoom, and the like. Many who have been sent have been going nonstop for about 16 months. And, and I don't know about you, but even my bones are still a little bit weary. My soul hit a wall. It felt like somewhere back in mid-February. And even though I've been away chasing Cherie around the Rocky Mountains for a couple of weeks, I'm still tired from all this stuff. There has been so much going on in our coming and in our going, trying to offer a way for the people of God who feel and even seem lost to find a way forward. There's been no pause button in doing the work of advocating or preaching or teaching or loving or accepting or serving. I hear that many people's jobs and lives came to a grinding halt, but I don't know about you. I'm not sure the work of God ever did whether we're paid or volunteer. In our scripture lesson, the 12 apostles have been out and about for a long time, doing the work of God, the mission of God, the teaching of the words of their leader, Jesus, who came in the name of God. And upon their return to Jesus after their own season of ministry, they're, they're kind of excited about all that has been accomplished as we pick up the story in Mark's gospel today. And naturally, they want to tell their leader about it. Yet even in their excitement... Jesus sees the weariness of his faithful ones whom he made apostles and sent out. He seems to know that they need rest, and so he suggests that they go away together to a secluded place to find rest. But before they got too far, the people of the community ran ahead to where Jesus and the apostles were going so that upon their arrival... There they are, needy, lost, hungry, naked, confused, broken, begging for a good word. And Mark says that the rest is delayed because of Jesus' ability to give hope and direction. It was the compassion, you see, of Jesus, the tender concern for the physical care of his own apostles that increases tenfold as he sees the people when they got there 
like sheep without a shepherd. His heart full of love, acceptance, and service for these. And it drove him and the disciples to begin to minister to them, even as they were themselves were seeking rest. Moses had prayed that the people of God would not be left as a, quote, sheep without a shepherd. Did you realize that? Prayed that in the Hebrew scriptures. And so Jesus steps up like a shepherd with some sheep who seemed lost, and a heart, we are told, that was filled with compassion for them. Jesus assumes the role of shepherd, as do his twelve, and begins to teach the people, the people who had felt lost ever since John the Baptist's death, the people who were tired of enslavement to a foreign power, the people being persecuted with no end in sight. They needed to be taught, first and foremost, that the mission of God The God who loves them will not be defeated. Then the work continues as Jesus and his apostles feed and walk with the people in all aspects of life till again they are even more weary than they were before they went off to find some rest. A short boat ride to another place, hopefully for rest, they're thinking, is interrupted as they come ashore and find hordes of people bearing the sick for the simple touch of Jesus, the simple brush of his garment, or even the the look of his apostles upon the one in need. Oh, the, the masses of humanity pushing in, taking from him and his apostles any little scrap of energy they must have had left. But even beaten down and hitting a wall, Jesus and his merry little band of ragtag followers reached out to heal. If only there had been a pause button. Surely they would have found it and used it. It surely was time for a pause, a breath, just as I believe it is now time for a pause and a breath for the children of God But when we look beyond ourselves and our own concerns, if our hearts have very much compassion in them, we too see the hordes of folks all around us clamoring, fearful of tomorrow, in need of direction for how to put one foot in front of the other. They are uncertain who in this world is for them. They are in need of Someone who cares, someone who will protect, who will lay down their life for them. Many are sick and tired of pandemics. Many are sick and tired, and for that matter, would prefer not to talk about racial injustice, of hatred being acceptable behavior. They are in need of healing and true rest. The work of shepherding, the work of leading, accepting and serving God's people is never ending. There is little, if any, time for a rest or even a breath. The work never ends. But the need to recharge as we are able is so, so vitally important. Dan Millman, author and spiritual guide, says, When in haste, rest in the present. Take a deep breath and come back to the here and now. Take a breath 
in other words, and allow the compassion of God to fill you for the work that is ahead, it's almost like finding the pause button on life for a few moments. We may not have lots of folks who would raise our hands today among us if I asked you the question, who feels like an excellent teacher of God's good news? I know there are several of you who would voluntarily say so, and probably even more that wouldn't volunteer, but you are, and you're here today, and even more that aren't with us. But I'm here to tell you that the best teaching some of us could ever give, the best sermon some of us could ever preach, would be to simply live out our life before our neighbors in love and compassion, and by example, teach and heal, and love, and accept, and serve in every little action, whether it is overtly religious or not. I suppose if you have to tell someone something is religious before you do it, it isn't very religious anyway. Not begrudging or hurting people, we meet in a time where they desperately need hope would be sorely lacking in compassion, wouldn't it? Leslie Newbegin once said, words without deeds are empty, but deeds without words are dumb. The pause button that we desperately need to find comes from growing in an understanding of the never-ending nature of the work we've been set out to do and our need to view life as a marathon and not a sprint. I have to believe that in the middle of those simple boat rides across the lake, the apostles and Jesus caught a breath and that they lifted each other up when they were in private. I have to believe they encouraged one another with laughter, with understanding, with grace, with compassion. The rest, they never wanted, never came as they envisioned it, but the, they found the pause button in their daily comings and goings. They caught their breath, if you want to say it this way, the breath of the Holy Spirit, the breath of God within them in order to bolster up the compassion of God that was within them. Friends, we are in changing and adjusting uncertain times, if you haven't noticed already. The people of God are quite like a sheep without a shepherd, even as we speak just as Jesus prayed over, commissioned, and sent out the first apostles, God sends you and me out to teach by example, first and foremost, to heal by example, first and foremost, to love by example, first and foremost, to accept by example, first and foremost, and to serve by example, first and foremost, all we will all come to the place where we are looking for the grand pause button of life. We cannot and should not ignore those feelings of exhaustion, especially when it comes from doing good work. Sometimes exhaustion sets in because we make foolish choices or else we suffer the foolish choices of others. That's another sermon. I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about the exhaustion that sets in from doing the selfless work of providing hope for the otherwise hopeless, the kind of exhaustion that comes from lighting hundreds of candles in the pitch black darkness. There comes a point 
where we can scarcely do more than simply take a breath. And when we find ourselves at that crucial juncture, we must find a way to hit the pause button and breathe, or even our very bodies will suffer. Many of us have been longing for some downtime, but the complications of this world have, have been at our hearts for so long that we are scared to hit the pause button from the rapid pace and seek even a moment of respite, but we must. In fact, it's all we can do. Do we even know where the pause button is? Maybe we've been thinking it's around the next bend or over around the next corner on the other side of the lake, so to speak. But what if the pause button has been right here in the boat with us all along? In our everyday coming and going, what if the pause button is actually never fully out of reach, but almost always right under our noses? I encourage you to find it. And then to take a long, deep breath, because the people of God need your shepherding ability, even if you've never thought of yourself as such. You may have never thought of yourself as a shepherd, but God needs you and me and all who are willing to shepherd, to do the work for which God sends us, teaching and healing and loving a weary world. This is where God calls us, and we cannot do it without a regular pause to breathe. It is here we are ultimately sent to care for all of God's people, hitting the pause button and grabbing a breath where we can. Don't you think it's time? Let it be so. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and of the Sustaining Spirit. Amen.